Hi, friends. Welcome to the Online Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about helping you win in the online ministry world, uh, all through the lens of the fact that we are two pastors that are planting a completely digital online church. My name is Patrick. My name is Tyler. And this podcast will basically be a conversation between us two. Tyler here has been doing online ministry for like four years. And so it's my job to just ask questions and to ask for his wisdom in this realm. And hopefully I will learn a bunch and you will learn a bunch and let's get to it today. You know what? Four years in like real world terms doesn't seem like a long time to be doing something. In the online world, it's though. crazy though. It's, it's like amazing. brand new. You yeah, have a lot it. of wisdom to get. Thank you. I think someone wise once said that you are excellent. You're the expert in online ministry. You, yeah, you said that in the last podcast, and I <laughs> laughed at you. So yeah. let's just get into this content. What, Sweet. What do you think? Today it is episode two of the online ministry podcast. We are going through our content and community strategy. There's a flow chart that we've been kind of filtering our information through, so that'll actually be listed as a PDF in your show notes or description. So if you want to pull that up right now. That'll be helpful as the podcast goes along. Uh, let's just jump into it. Let's go through this online content strategy for us. Tyler, why don't you walk us through it a little bit? Yeah. So last uh, last podcast, we talked about how our sending church, First Capital, been doing online ministry for a while. We get to plant this digital church. Um, and part of that was taking the vision of First Capital Um, which is to help people find and follow Jesus. So everything that that First Capital does in a physical sense is designed to help people find and follow Jesus. So we had to figure out a way that we could do that um, within the online realm. Now, in person, we can have some kind of discipleship plan that takes people from like here to here, which is very linear. Online is not nearly as linear, though. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're digitally native like I am. There's like a million different avenues Mm -hmm. to enter um, online conversations. And so what we decided to do was create a content to community strategy designed to help people find and follow Jesus. And I want to point out that this strategy um, is not like we have two separate organizations It's that we are working in tandem to uh, run parallel alongside of what our physical church is doing. Mm -hmm. So our stuff is designed to supplement and reach a separate audience compared to um, the audience that's reached in the building, all with the same goal. So at the top of our strategy, if you guys have the PDF right in front of you, it'd be really helpful because otherwise this is going to make no sense (laughs) to you at all. Yeah. Um, At the top of the strategy is like the... um, the, the layer of content that's designed more towards building an audience. I don't like using that language that much. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Whenever you are in the church world and you hear the term audience, it's kind of used in a negative sense, right? Like one time uh, I was in college and one of my fellow students, my fellow classmates, said that they were preaching to their audience uh, this past Sunday. They almost got thrown out of the whole school for it, right? Yeah. Like it's such a negative term. That's exactly why I didn't study ministry in college. There you go, yeah. So. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so at the top of this strategy, we have uh, we have funnel strategies built to build an audience uh, mm-hmm. because online it's going to be really hard to help someone find and follow Jesus if they have no idea that we exist. Mm-hmm. And so we have done a lot of research on what pe- specific demographics are um, interested in online, what they're actually watching. And we want to, for lack of better words, go to where the people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's just take one of these funnels and I'm going to break it down yep. at the top. Um, we'll take millennials because you and I are millennials, right? Mm-hmm. We love listening to podcasts and we love learning about ourselves. 
Um, that's that's true. Yeah. And so uh, one of our strategies just to um, get people to be on the top of this funnel and and down our discipleship pathway is something that we're calling Becoming 30. And it's going to be a podcast and a YouTube channel all about 20-somethings learning how to become better 30-year-olds and beyond. And we're going to interview people who are really wise that are beyond the age of 20 to 29 Mm -hmm. um, with practical tips um, on habits that they formed in their 20s or didn't form in their 20s that they wish they had. That's a soft touch to just be able to get people to be in our sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. So at the top of all of these funnels are things like that. So yep. YouTube gaming and uh, Twitch live streams for students and kids. And then for like older people, it could even be the weekend service. Like a weekend service could be the soft touch mm-hmm. at the top of the funnel. Yeah, I like that a bunch that we are not trying to just hit them like really with deep theological answers and, and all that sort of discussion at the beginning. We're really just trying to to go to where they are, like we talked about last week, go to where they are and kind of get them in a, in a rhythm of uh, following and engaging with a couple of pastors. Yeah. Uh, so let's walk down the funnel a little bit. We're, we're using our millennial uh, aside a little bit. Let's walk that down. How does uh, Becoming 30, Parenting Anywhere, Vlogs, how does that move from there to community or a little bit lower down our funnel? Sure. So everything that we do at the top of the funnel is going to be pushing people towards what's at the bottom of the funnel. So if someone becomes engaged with our Becoming 30 podcast, they will they will hear on the podcast at some point us pushing them towards some kind of group or some kind of next step. So um, one of the one of the things I'm really excited about are these niche pages that we're going to be doing. And if you're looking at the strategy, it's like midway down the funnels. But one of them is called Jesus Anywhere. And it's literally going to be a social media channel designed to give one practical tip on becoming a better disciple of Jesus every day. Yeah. And so this is if you've seen these pages before, it's like the Toby Mac. Yeah, the Speak Life yeah. stuff. Um, it's very shareable. So the shareability of it is phenomenal. It can gain a, a wide audience, but it's also practical discipleship. So in this Becoming 30 podcast, one of the strategies could be pushing people towards following this Jesus Anywhere page. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the Jesus Anywhere page can lead to a, a Jesus Anywhere group or a prayer group or something like that to where we can have actual community being built Um going from content all the way down to relationship. Yeah. And I think that's something so crucial to key on is this is not just content for content sake or engagement for engagement sake. We are doing this for uh, the building of community, for the building of relationship. Because like what we talked about last week, what's our thing? Relationship beats technology every single time. Every time. It's all about relationship. Right. And I want to point out that like it's not just... The, the relationship side is good, but the reason that we want to have a relationship is because we believe that's where you can intentionally disciple someone mm-hmm. better. That's, that's where point. we can intentionally help people find and follow Jesus is through relationship. Um, whereas in a physical sense, coming to the building is not the end all. Mm-hmm. You get them to the building so you can tell them about Jesus. We get people online into a relationship so we have a shot at telling them about Jesus. So it's not like a, a country club or like a social club right. that we're trying to produce. What we're trying to facilitate is conversation um, based on trust built relationships where we can push people to the kingdom. Right. We're still a church. Our mission is very much still to help people find and follow Jesus. 
I think that's a really good point that we're helping them kind of move down this funnel in order to gain a community, not for the sake of community or socialness, but for the fact that we believe that community is 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 the best place for people to find and follow Jesus. Yeah, we believe that if we know people online, this was a game changer for me. I might I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last podcast, but a few years ago, part of my job description before we planted this whole digital church was to know 100 people online. And that was a it was a game changer in um, how we approach doing online ministry because everything became built around knowing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we could do that as a team and then empower our volunteers to also have that goal of knowing 100 people, um, the kingdom could mm-hmm. it, it dramatically increase in our um, our efforts to help people find and follow Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. So we've walked through the funnel for a little bit. And again, you can kind of see this as you're looking through the PDF. You can see how every single demographic, we have preschool kids, students, millennials, uh, upper millennials, and Gen X. They all have their own specific funnel with their own specific content and community. Let's let's walk through our community strategy for a bit. Um, so let's, let's keep with millennials as we go down the funnel from a soft touch to uh, from the fine side to the follow side and into the community side. How do we get millennials from a first touch into a real, truly community-based system of Christ followers? Yeah, I love uh, that we started with millennials here because it's really around that age group that our community strategy shifts from only online to offline as well. Um, And so we have strategies based around online ministry, but we also have online to offline strategies with things like microsites and uh, even classes like mm-hmm. we could do online we're going to do online classes that could eventually be in-person classes um, so there's like a, a mesh of the two things there uh, but we want to push people millennials are a lot of them are on facebook um, a majority of uh, millennials check i think it was like 74 percent the last time i checked mm. um, check facebook once a day yeah and so we think that um, because that app is built around community that's a good place to start. Yeah. So we want to push millennials and Gen X specifically into Facebook groups. Uh, Right now we've got, I think three different types of Facebook groups. So we've got an overall church anywhere group, which is going to be like our um, gigantic front porch, right? So that's where all of the people that interact with us as a uh, church plant can come into this group and, and have community together so they can get to know each other. They can pray for each other, that kind of thing. Not nearly as structured. We also have one called Parenting Anywhere. Hmm. So another one of these niche pages um, like Jesus Anywhere is Parenting Anywhere. One practical tip to become a better um, Christ-centered parent Mm. every day. Yeah, everybody wants to be a good parent. Right. Yeah. Right. And also, we're not making up that content. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we are totes stealing some of it. Uh, or at least repurposing some of uh, mm-hmm. some of the other philosophies, because as you can tell, neither one of us have mastered parenting or right. even know anything about being parents. <laughs> if so. we were to try and tell parents, like, here's how you parent a 13 year old boy, like, it's like no me one's saying, gonna here's to how that. to dunk a basketball. It's like not going <laughs> to happen. Um, you so could do it, I bet. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so parenting anywhere is another one of these niche pages, but we're going to follow that with a community group on hmm. Facebook. Yeah. So the people that follow parenting anywhere probably going to be parents. We're going to push them into this parenting Facebook group where parents can pray for each other. Parents Mm -hmm. uh, can share tips with other parents. Um, People that are going through struggles can relate to each other because they're in the same stage of life. Um, We have the same kind of thing for Jesus Anywhere with a prayer group. And so these Facebook groups that are very um, 
here's where you are in your stage of life and here's how we can connect you with other people in that stage of life, I think are going to be a huge hit with millennials yeah. and above. Yeah, I think that's so good because like everybody uh, is kind of interested. I feel like everybody's kind of interested in Jesus, learning a little bit more about him, maybe not necessarily to jump in head first, but at least giving them, giving them a soft touch and especially about parenting. Like, mm. like I said, everybody wants to be a good parent. So we've walked through kind of the funnel. We've walked through the millennial side where we get through a soft touch. Uh, We're just meeting them for the first time, really. And then we move them down into uh, more and more depth of Mm. content as well as more and more depth of community. And so we've talked through kind of how we're going to be using Facebook specifically for millennials. Let's go through a little bit of... Uh, preschoolers, because I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of pastors may be watching this right now. How in the world are we going to get preschoolers from like a soft touch to a community-based system? Like, how does that work for preschoolers? Right, that's a great question. So if you're listening or watching this and you know how to do this, like, please, (laughs) by all means, send us an email because we have uh, have no idea. Yeah, reach out to us. How to actually reach legitimate preschoolers. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we can reach are their parents. So uh, at the, as you can see at the top of the preschool strategy is YouTube Kids. That's really the only thing that we've found that kids are actually on. And YouTube Kids specifically is a place where um, they can watch videos and uh, parents can know that they're safe on the Internet. Yep. So YouTube has done a really good job of filtering out content for this YouTube Kids specific app. So we're going to spend the next several months creating content to hopefully be accepted into the YouTube Kids app. Mm-hmm. Um, Right off the bat, we'll be using YouTube and market for kids only. So that's like our main strategy to get kids interested. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, as the funnel goes down, we've shifted our focus onto parents. So we have things like parenting anywhere. Um, We're going to use the weekend services, obviously, as an opportunity for families to discuss the worship. Mm -hmm. And so we're hoping to empower parents to pastor their kids, Mm -hmm. um, which all leads down into this family database which if you're looking at this graph, you realize that's the only one that doesn't say community. Mm -hmm. Um, So this family database is something I'm really excited about. It's something you understand better than me, though. So I'd love for you to to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So what you need to realize is that we uh, are Umbrella Church. So First Capital Christian Church, we are an orange church. And we firmly believe that the family is the best kind of discipleship group that we have for the kids. The parents is the best disciple maker that we that we have as a church. And so we truly believe that the best way to reach a preschooler or a kid is through the parent or a student is through the parent. And so the orange, if if you don't know that language, that's kind of insider language a little bit. Orange is blending together the yellow light of the church, that's through Jesus, and the red love of the family, and, and having that come together in order to make orange, right? Colors. Uh, so we're going to be using our family database to kind of figure out um, who's watching us on our online services or who has connected us through a soft touch. And we're plugging them into a system and we'll figure out what age their kids are. And then once we know that information, we'll send them specific information, strategies, encouragement, helps all to help them parent their third grader. And or, this is consistent too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to consistently send them information mm-hmm. on how to better parent their specific age group. Yeah. We feel as a church, it's our responsibility to uh, our responsibility to lift parents up to help them as much as we can. Um, and that's through this family database. I'm really excited for it too. I, yeah. I love that. I love uh, looking, see, looking at this uh, strategy. I love being able to see like at the top of the millennial 
funnel could be something like parenting anywhere. So that could be a soft touch, just a new parent wanting to learn how to be a better parent. Mm -hmm. But at the bottom of the preschool strategy is parenting anywhere. So the, the ebbs and flows of where these funnels start and stop um, is a very cohesive unit. And we were intentional about that. Yeah, hopefully everything is starting to like work together and weave together. I, I think that's probably the the most beautiful part about this uh, graph is just that everything kind of ebbs and flows and works together. Uh, I'm excited to see it played out. Yeah, this is this was an interesting um, conversation that you and I had as we were thinking through this with the team. But uh, you notice here, like some of the content is going to reach students lower millennials, Gen Z, upper millennials, and Gen X. Mm -hmm. And uh, you brought up this conversation or, or podcast or something that you listened to um, about reaching the oldest kid in the room mm -hmm. that I thought was really interesting. And that's kind of what played into this strategy. If you want to share that. Yeah. Awesome. So I was talking with a pastor um, out in Phoenix, Arizona, um, that basically their strategy whenever they're building content or they're creating things is that they want to be able to reach the oldest person in the room. And so when we're thinking of how we how we make our vlogs or how we make our uh, weekly devotionals, we want to be able to reach the, the oldest because, as you know, um, a kindergarten, their, their main desire is to become a third grader, right? Like their, their desire, their one is like, I want to become like that kid who's grown mm -hmm. up. Uh, uh, same thing with students, uh, junior higher ones, it looks up to high schoolers and wants to become a high schooler. A high schooler does the same thing with college age students. And so we're creating content that yes, will hit, uh, students, but we believe that we're trying to go after millennials that will have students come alongside of them as well. Yeah, it was it was just interesting um, to think through that on how the information age really works. Because mm -hmm. if you think through it, um, I, I use Dude Perfect as an mm -hmm. example. They're YouTubers, uh, Dude Perfect. Yeah, if you Dude, haven't known. Dude Perfect is this YouTube channel that has designed content for college age students. They mm -hmm. were in college when it started. Yeah. Um, it's like trick shots with basketballs. Which they, everybody loves. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm -hmm. But like the, the language they use and things like that is for college students. But if you ask uh, the rest of our staff here at First Capital, uh, many of the, the people that are parents would tell you that their kids are watching Dude Perfect mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Even though the content wasn't designed specifically for them, um, they've realized that with the amount of information out on the Internet right now, kids' minds quickly catch up. Mm -hmm. And so we believe that we can almost like kill two birds with one stone with a lot of this content. Yeah. Yeah. We, we believe that we'll be hitting multi-generational like content with this. Uh, I, I'm like I said, I, I think I've said it multiple times, but I'm super excited to see this in play and just see as we uh, get soft touches and like go down uh, the, the funnel, how we can create a community. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. So we've talked about this content going through the funnels, getting all the way to community. At, at one of these, it goes from online to offline. Could you share a little bit about that? What does that mean? Yeah, um, I think the best way to share that would be through a story um, that we are working through right now. Mm -hmm. um, so we've uh, microsites are a language that we've used at our church now for over three years. And uh, it's it's a, basically people gathering together to watch digital content and then be in community together in small group. So it's like 30 minutes of content, 30 minutes of small group is how we've done it forever. Mm -hmm. Well, for three years. Yeah. And recently um, we had someone whose only connection to First Capital was through the online campus mm -hmm. want to start a microsite in Providence, Rhode Island. 
which is not close to where we are at all. Not even a little <laughs> bit close to where we are. And so right now we've been wrestling through like how, how do we help him make sure that this is a sustainable thing. But we realized with that that um, there's going to be more people that want to do that. Mm -hmm. And we can really leverage that because we believe that the best way that people can find and follow Jesus is in person. Like mm -hmm. I love online ministry, but nothing substitutes physical community. Mm -hmm. And so um, a big part of our strategy as uh, people get to the age where they can make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so like high school and above, we want to try to funnel them into these micro sites. Right now, we have 19 micro sites that we are currently running. Only one of them, though, is through an online avenue. Everything else has been through people we knew physically. Right. And so we're going to try to use uh, this guy in Providence, Rhode Island, and his 10-person micro site mm -hmm. right now as a model to um, make this more um, replicable. Yes. Replicable. That's the perfect word for it. Yep. Yeah, I love it because, like, we don't – he got uh, to hear from us from a, a myriad of different things. Yeah. Right? I'm not actually sure. Living Room Revival was the first okay. touch. So we did – early on in COVID-19 – we partnered with, uh, I think, 20 other organizations and churches mm -hmm. to do this thing called Living Room Revival, where we had speakers every night and a different worship pastor every mm -hmm. night from different churches. And uh, it was a really cool thing, um, probably like the largest scale thing that we've ever got to do at hmm. First Capital. Cool. And this guy actually got to um, watch it and was like so invested in this every night that he became part of our Facebook group. Wow. Um, so he got that community touch. He started interacting with posts. And then um, I ended up reaching out to him one on one. And so uh, we became friends, part of that knowing 100 people online. Mm -hmm. Relationship trumps right. everything else. Relationship trumps technology. Yep. And then we, uh, I think during a weekend service, we talked about microsites. Um, and he was so intrigued by that because he lives in a community building um, with a lot of elderly people who can't ever make it out to church. Hmm. And the New England area is a very unchurched area. Yeah. So he, he uh, made arrangements to use their community room. Um, they can't have more than 10 people right now because of COVID-19. Right, yeah. But um, he personally messaged me on my Facebook account and we got him set up. And now mm -hmm. our team's coming up with like a strategy to help him succeed that we will also be able to use for the upcoming microsites. So cool. So like Rick from Providence, Rhode Island, is such a perfect example of this funnel in action that we have watched somebody get a, get a soft touch, get something that maybe um, is intriguing to some people, and then they continue to dive deeper and deeper down the funnel all the way to community, right? They joined a Facebook group, and through that personal relationship, that's the most important piece of it all, if we don't say it once, we'll say it a million times. Relationship will always beat technology. He goes all the way through the funnel, all yep. the way to where he is now a pastor of his own church. Correct. And now he's facilitating <laughs> the top of his own funnel mm -hmm. to lead people into community and it keeps process. going. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's that classic disciples making disciple mm -hmm. makers through relationship. It's just so crazy. It uh, The first time I heard about that story, it was just amazing hearing how something that uh, has been in our minds and in our brains to do is actually working kind of well, <laughs> you well, know? And, and like almost before we got it on paper, like he right, approached yeah. us about this while we were creating this strategy mm -hmm. um, because of the digital church plan is not very old at right. this point. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so um, at the point that we are shooting this and the point Rick is um, 
approaching me about a microsite, there's only like a little bit of a gap. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that was really exciting to put to paper what Rick is living. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Is there anything else that we did not reach on the graph on the strategy so far that you wanted to kind of bring up? I don't think so. I think it's it's pretty complex, Mm -hmm. but as it's broken down, it's a little bit easier to understand and you can see the ebbs and flows of it. So if you guys have questions about this content strategy or the community strategy or how they all fit together, I'd love to talk to you. Patrick would love to talk yeah. to you or any of the other team members so you yeah. can reach out to us. Yeah, for sure. Like and and again, you don't have this is a strategy for a a fully staffed, maybe not fully staffed, a staffed church Oh, we plant. could use more. We, we could, could always, always use, more. use more staff. If you want to come along and just be free, that's then awesome. We don't have any budget. And we don't have any budget for you, but we'd love to have you. Uh, but I would uh, suggest to you that you would just take one of these strategies and use it and just see kind of what's what's working and what's not and what needs to be um, uh, just fine-tuned or tweaked. The online world is not going away anytime soon. There's so many more people. The harvest is so much greater in the online digital world than it even is in your neighborhoods or communities. It's such a big untapped potential of of harvest, of, of, of that sort of sort of thing so uh we want to just suggest that you try this put it in action and let us know how it goes uh we would love to see and hear some success stories and of course like tyler said if you have any questions or want to reach out at all please please do that uh we'll have our contact information in some of the descriptions below and with that uh we love that you tuned in to watch it if you know of a pastor who would love to have this information please share this share this along with them tell them about it with that Uh, Remember, relationship will always be any technology that we have. Thanks so much for watching.